if you want to do this, whether or not you have a small team, if you have a company you're leading, if you have a team you want to do this with, a giant company, like, hey, once a quarter, once a trimester, mark off a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Do it way ahead of time, do a year in advance. So you're like, all right, we, you know, in June, we have these three days. Um, completely clear, clear everybody's calendar. And then you meet two weeks beforehand with leadership and you say, hey, what are the biggest problems going on in our world? And you identify the ones that go to the top that affect the most people. You, and then you, you, over the next two weeks, kind of, you, you break the teams, you, you break people into teams that are appropriately. Then you get everybody in a room on that Tuesday. And you, the goal to come out of that room is to understand the problem and have a list of projects that need to happen. You're not trying to complete the projects. You're just saying, I believe here's the problem. If we do these projects, um, we, uh, it will be solved. Welcome to the Culture Gooder podcast with Stephen Lease and Sean Tinney. This podcast is a behind the shades look at creating and changing culture inside of Gooder sunglasses. You can live with the status quo, you can challenge the status quo, or you can do what we do at Gooder and status the quo challenge. Hey, welcome to the Culture Gooder podcast. Today we're going to talk about something called Fuck to Fixed. Stephen, what is it and how did it come to be? Uh, well, it is a, a three-day, uh, I don't know, call it summit. We have once a trimester. Uh-huh. Basically, the the origin, before I go into fuck to fix, let me take you uh, back a couple years to what it started as. About three years ago, we used to have this thing every quarter that was called Flamingo uh, Migration Planning. It was FMP. And it was basically done as a function of like, all right, what are we doing marketing-wise? What's our social media calendar look like? And originally, it was just kind of community managers talking about social media and like like what we are doing every quarter. And it was really, really good for us to plan stuff out. But what I realized a year and a half in was, man, our entire company should be doing something like this. Mm-hmm. At that time, it was every quarter. And I took a step back and was like, all right, well, what are some of the issues going on at the time? And this is probably 2020 would be my guess. Okay. And realized... We're not aligned. We needed some. We needed some better cohesion um, as a brand, and uh, it's probably twenty twenty one. Actually, I think about it, and so we we need to be better aligned. And to do this, like instead of having just the marketing teams present, what if we had every team in the company once a quarter present on what they're working on, and uh, it could be ideas, it could be stuff they need buy in on, um, and then create space for us to debate. Is this the right movement? Should we be doing this? Encouraging an actual debate. So that's mm-hmm. the D, right? Present, debate, align is what PDA stands for. Yep. And then uh, align. So every every Tuesday and Thursday, we would have, we've talked about this in the past, but we'd have groups present on the hour. We'd have 20 minutes of presentations, 30 minutes of questions and debate. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, leadership got together and, and captured all the projects from the week, assigned product owners and due dates. And then we kept going. Because, like, there's nothing worse than having a giant summit as a company <laughs> and spending all these days, like, idea fountain, shooting ideas in the yeah. air, and then not capturing projects and next actions. And it was amazing. And we actually created space for debate. People would get up and, uh, like, like, oh, well, when, when, when was I going to hear about this? Probably the most popular question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> type of thing. And the, but after a couple years in, the debate kind of stopped in a lot of ways. And this thing would happen where people would say, well, like, you know, I would like more debate. And I'm like, well, you're in the audience. Like, you can create the debate. What would uh-huh. you like to debate about? The reason the debate stopped was because we just got way better at a com- at a com- as a company, or getting, um, communicating, being, um, having cohesion, and everybody understood what was going on. 
And so this kind of ran its course the beginning of this year. And the other thing about it is it's a giant lift. Yeah. So every, that's seven, seven groups presenting a day. That's 14 groups, um, two to four people present, right? So that is, you know, 20 to 50 people this company would present once a quarter on this. Yeah. And you present in front of the company. So you, you're working on this project. And I realized, I'm like, well, it got to a point where we are, we are having trouble fill the agenda or we would fill the agenda way ahead of time. And by the time we got to PDA, it's, people would be like, well, we've already finished that project. right? And so took a step back and said like, all right, well, time for another change because all we do is change things here. <laughs> and the thing that was very clear to me is I don't, I don't want people to have to prepare to present because that's a huge lift and there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff everybody has to do here. But I want to acknowledge we have problems with this company. What if we created a space one week every trimester? We call it fuck to fixed. Acknowledge things are fucked. And so, <laughs> and let's car- carve out the space to fix them. So, two weeks before, we have a two hour meeting with um, all the leaders of the company. We have everybody identify what are the biggest problems like, like in their world at the company. We align on the top ones. And then everybody gets together on Tuesday. Uh, we break out into groups, they, they work on it, they outline projects. Uh, there's space on Wednesday and then Thursday, everybody kind of comes back and presents. Sometimes stuff gets fixed in that three days. A lot of it is like, hey, here is the path to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Here are the projects and due dates. And we call it fuck to fix. So it's, you know, F2F. And uh, <laughs> that is what has replaced PDA. Right. Which replaced FMP. So yes. still with the three letter acronym. So always it works. TWC. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never right. stops. It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> Good or stock is actually like, uh, I'm like, damn it, man. I really fucked that up. Shortened it to TS. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It just still doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, well. It's got to have its own thing anyway. Um, But so what I love about that is we went from something that people were investing a lot of time into their presentation. And like you said, half the time, by the time they presented, it was already solved. Yeah. Um, So no room for debate there. And then everyone in the company was watching every presentation or everyone on leadership, whoever's involved, right? So you've got a lot of time invested preparing, a lot of time presenting and and listening and kind of responding from everyone, whether it was relevant to them or not, right? So that was a key shift with this uh, change. So, so talk through how that works. Yeah. I remember being in a Flockstar meeting and we were talking about making this shift and Mike said something, he's like, you know, no offense, Nicole, like I, I don't really care about X, Y, and Z HR policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like, like I don't, I don't have a voice in it. So what do I care about it? Right. And, and Nicole's like, no offense. I don't care about the creative stuff that you're doing. And like, like in a fun way. And like that realization, like, Oh yeah, some stuff is company level, but it's really it we're it's really it's way when we're solving problems it's way more like department herd specific mm-hmm. and so why are we having everybody sit here watching everything where we could have people working on problems that are important to them and their teams yeah totally and that that's exactly what happened right i remember you we did the first couple of presentations and they're like okay we're going to switch to a whole bunch of marketing shit right now so like john you don't want to care if you don't if you're not bored Go work on something else. Yeah. And I was like, okay, great. Well, see you later. <laughs> like, we've got a whole bunch of shit to solve right now. For sure, right? Like, two weeks earlier, we identified a handful of problems, you know, from a people, culture standpoint. Like, hey, we need to do a better job at um, onboarding our leaders and creating consistency in leadership. Yep. And so that is, <clears throat> you know, the people heard that you work on. All right, great. Uh, coming out of ops, there is a huge issue like, hey, we need better accuracy in all these categories. Well, that's a function of ops and logistics. They can work on that. And then marketing is, was a bunch of teams, but it was like we needed a master marketing calendar. We needed to get um, three departments in line. And so 
you know, we all got together and and worked on this giant problem. And yeah, when we were presenting, it was it was this kind of quick wrap. It was like updates from everybody, and then the people who didn't be there, they got to go. And so we're even like I remember that afternoon. And like, oh, do you have any time? I was like, yeah, I have a bunch of time. My entire day was marked off for this. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's also a huge, a huge benefit of that. But yeah, we got the interesting thing about it. We just did it, uh, was it last week? And when you're in it, it doesn't feel like you're getting as much done because you're not having 30 or 40 polished presentations right. being done. A little clunky. A little, it's way, it's super clunky. Yeah. But in the moment you realize, oh, this is actually better for the brand because we are acknowledging we have some big problems and we have carved out the space proactively to solve them. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's the same thing like you've said many times, like how much more gets done in a five minute conversation just passing someone in the hall than like slacking back and forth forever, right? Yeah. You're essentially saying, let's create that time on purpose to cross the streams and look at stuff together at the same time and see what we can either solve or what needs to be solved as a result instead of working for three months on a presentation, seeing if anybody has any questions about it and then making projects maybe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it, it's very real. And the, uh, I mean, the double bonus this time around was one of our flock leaders, uh, flock stars, Dan was on, happened to be on vacation mm-hmm. and, uh, and what was really, so I volunteered to lead his team and when I get in there, I start imposing my will. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you have the magic wand, yeah. after all. <laughs> well, the magic wand. Um, I mean, <clears throat> in full transparency, it took me. I it took me two weeks working with a bunch of people to understand the problem because I'm was so far removed from the day to day. But it was a really good thing where I'm like, oh, I got it. Yes, this is completely fucked, mm-hmm. and now uh, I'm going to impose my will and change it. And so that was also just a f- i haven't i've kind of had i haven't been in one of those for a while so that was a, a a fun thing and also you know uh a lot of people do a lot of work because of it <laughs> well sure but a lot of work's getting done <clears throat> either way right this gives <clears throat> us a chance to change course really rapidly if needed and i think that was something that happened right like yeah a number of things that were headed in a very particular direction were headed in a totally different one by the time we were done yeah and and i will acknowledge it does create some uncertainty and anxiety mm-hmm. and at the company a gooder change is constant. Uh, I was trying to think of a clever analogy, but I would rather slog through wet concrete than have to take out a diamond tip saw and cut the blocks <laughs> off my feet. Right. And when I see there's a problem, I don't care how many people it affects. Like I will change really quickly if I think that's the right move. Yeah. The downside to that is, you know, it changes some people's roles and projects and that can be like, oh my God, what does this mean for me? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I acknowledge that, but, the reality, and I talked to a couple of people about this yesterday. Hey, all we expect at Gooder is you just like sh- you show up and do a good job. You really you can control that. You mm-hmm. can't control this other stuff. <laughs> and so, but but I do it. It does cause on like some uncertainty, and that's okay. Um, uh, there's no way to get around that. No, and getting comfortable with change is just kind of part of the game, right? Yeah, it's going to keep happening. But there are some things that don't change, and we, I mean, the ones that come to mind are like strategic anchors, right? Yeah. Can you talk us through those? Right, you know, our three strategic anchors are product, marketing, culture. Those are our primary focus. We invest a lot of energy and resources in there. We have points of view on how we do product the correct way, how we do marketing the correct way, how we um, lead our people and culture mm-hmm. the correct way. And so those things are constant. Um, hey, changing tactics to how we get there, that is always up for debate. Right. Yeah, and, and, that, and that's okay. Yeah, well, because some of them will work some of them won't. Some of them will work from for a little while, and then they have to be changed, right? Just the nature of the changing market, changing teams, all of it. Um, but having that 
Anchor allows us to go, okay, well, we can look through this lens and see what's there. And if what's, what we're looking at isn't working, we can put something else there. For sure. And, you know, I'm much more interested in, um, in like getting it right than being right. Mm-hmm. And, and so in this world and, and, uh, like in doing this, you have to, you have to just have to acknowledge that to get it right. So like, like the reason we are here is because I've made a mistake somewhere along the way and, uh, I didn't see a problem or a problem came late and, and that's okay. And, and I'm just, I want us to be focused on just fixing things, worried about trying to make something work that necessarily, uh, doesn't need to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. As you think back over the evolution of this from just like a few small teams kind of presenting what they were up to, to everyone presenting kind of the similar things, what were the big shifts to, to getting to here? Like how was the conversation changing? How was the company changing at each of those points? For sure. Uh, we've talked about this podcast before about we over the past couple of years had a realization that we were we did not invest in operations and finance like we should. Mm-hmm. And what's hilarious if you kind of trace trace back the lineage of PDA, you would start seeing this. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is PDA was first a function of making sure that our marketing efforts were correct. Right. And you know we had run and beast and bike and golf. And like, all right, how do we make sure that we are doing these campaigns and launching it? It was really, really funny. Like, oh yeah, even this like this main linchpin only to start was a function of marketing. Right. And then the realization of like, well, this should be every team. And so you're inviting um, you know, people and and money and ops into the equation. Awesome. Also, the one thing I've kind of seen over time is we have such a strong marketing background that sometimes uh, people and ops and money and people will do a thing of like, well, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to present on. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like, oh, I don't have anything interesting. It's like, no, nah, try again. <laughs> That's No, yeah. let's, let's go. Right. And so I actually got to watch this struggle in real time. I'm like, oh, I haven't done a good job, good enough job creating the space for other teams to shine and then holding them to an expectation of like, no, no you're going to get up and present on these things. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's something that like, kind of happened during PDA. So shifting from a marketing focus to a whole company focus. And I would say for a good two year span, a lot of ops and a lot of the big issues sent, like focused around ops and finance and mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yep. we didn't invest. We did. Right. And this last time, this fuck to fix a couple weeks ago, it was the big issue was all, all related to marketing. Yeah. It was dominated it and so full circle (laughs) which is right you know that's i think that's that's normal and uh so yeah it's like it's kind of like a really fun timeline into the brand looking at that if we were to go back i don't have the agenda for me if i was to go back and look at every pda agenda Mm -hmm. uh you would kind of like see arc like the arc of the brand of like oh focusing a lot on um often finance you know you would see this arc come to life yeah right well it's kind of like that was the thing, getting all the light. All the sun was on marketing, right, the yeah. whole time. And that's also your background, so it's like really easy to invest and even know how to help invest and, and strategize and all that. Um, but it feels like as each of those other things has kind of like you look under the log and you're like, what's going on under here? Oh, that's not good, right? That gets some sunlight too. And also you learn more about it and you're able to help 
um, bring things up to the standards they need to be in those areas. For sure. And also, the function of a lot of companies, uh, good or bad, but a lot of time, right, revenue is key. We have to make money to function as a business. Yep. And how do you make money? Well, you, you, you sell product, you create demand for the product. And so marketing and sales has a magnifying glass on it. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Because, you know, even like the stuff that you work on, it's not affecting the, it, it, like, like you can't see it on a balance sheet daily, weekly, right. monthly. Right. And so I will, my case for this is like, I know why it has happened because you were hyper-focused mm-hmm. on, on making the money. Yeah. And so I, I that's also, in, if, if you know, of like, hey, I think that is something that's also just been very, very clear. Like, and and sometimes I empathize with teams that have to report in real time, um, you know, advertise ROAS, adver- return on ad investment, and our revenue because their role is way more under a micro gla- microfine glass than any other role. Yeah, well, and it's tied to revenue, which is trackable in real time now, yeah. right? So it's like everything, every decision could have an immediate impact and also show up on a chart somewhere. Oh, that made it go up. That made it go down. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but not every team gets that kind of feedback. And so creating that the kind of space where we can look at what are we setting out to achieve? Are we on track for that? What is fucked right now and needs to be fixed? You're, you expanded the stage for like who, who gets to literally present, right? Yeah. <laughs> on where, the, where they're at and how that's going so that those things all get the attention that they should. And then I think this next evolution is creating a space where we can collaborate in real time versus like, investing in a presentation, we're investing in the problem together, right? Spending more time defining the problem. Um, what was it? You had a quote you like about that. Like, uh, if I have whatever, an hour to solve the problem. Oh, yeah, it's right. like, I, I think it's a, it's a maybe or it's maybe or maybe not an Einstein quote, but it's a, it, if I had, if I had an hour to solve a problem, I'd spend 50 minutes understanding the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that until this working session, we didn't fundamentally understand this huge problem we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the really other interesting thing I don't think at first people love the name fuck to fixed. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's going to stay because there's a power in just saying like, Hey, this is fucked. We got to fix it. Right. Hey, Sean. Hey, Hey, it's fucked. Yeah. Like, 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 I'd be like, no, it's uh, okay. It's All fucked. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that is a really cool thing to just, to just acknowledge. Now the interesting thing that I've experienced kind of over the past week out of like shining light on stuff is I was talking to Kelly upstairs who her and I led the, the, the marketing thing. She actually led, I, I kind of took drafted from her, She's upstairs with the team actually working more on this project yeah. after the fact. But how call attention to something that's fucked. Mm-hmm. And then people actually will kind of like, yeah, this is fucked. And then uh, created a solution. Here's the solution. Then everyone's like, well, what about this? What about this? And, uh, you know, Kelly has this quote to say to people like, hey, don't ever show up to a meeting with Steven without an agenda. Because uh-huh. if you don't show up with an agenda, he's going to make an agenda. And I'm not <laughs> sure if you're going to like it. And, and she's right. Because like, I'm not going to let my time get wasted. I'm like, oh, you had me in a meeting and you don't have an agenda? Mm-hmm. What are we talking what? about What here? are you talking about? <laughs> um, and, and so this other thing that what I hope, I hope what happens moving forward is people will understand this is fucked. I want to f- start fixing it now so that I don't get in a room and realize Oh, now I'm fixing it somebody else's way. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that, that is like the, that, that legit, just heard I was judging myself. I'm like, well, Kelly, uh, uh, they didn't make the agenda. You made the agenda. So mm-hmm. now it's your agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there's also, also something to that, right? Um, the resistance to change is strong in all of us. It's yes. totally natural. And so if you say, hey, this is fucked, this needs to get fixed, 
you're introducing change, which is going to be resisted. And then if you also introduce a solution instead of just being like, so go fix it, yeah. you're recruiting uh, like opinions and perspectives sort of automatically, right? Yeah. Because the, the solution you present may be resisted or it may be agreed upon. So can you just kind of like maybe in an abstract way shine a light on like you've walked into one of these working sessions. How do you lay out the problem, a potential solution, and then guide the team towards some forward momentum there? Yeah, I think that in doing this, you know, there, there's leaders that are assigned to lead these sessions. Mm-hmm. And if you're a leader, I think that you do have a certain ownership to l- learn a lot what's going on leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's really obvious, right? I think the case, the one, the working session that you are in of like, hey, we need to level up our our leaders X, Y, and Z. I'm not, not going to go into it, but like it was a very clear problem, right? Yes. It was a clear problem when contextually once you once it was explained, everybody got it. Now that's that's a great because you can start you can solve it. Yep. Sometimes you don't actually know the problem, but as a leader, like you do need to understand. Like I, the marketing issue, like not having a unified marketing calendar that happened two weeks earlier. Kelly and I spent a ton of time together. We'd probably talk. 10, 12 times over those two weeks, which is a lot. Yep. And and I spent a bunch of time doing it. I basically spent all day the Saturday before. Um, this is kind of rare for me, but eight hours working on this project. Shared it with Kelly on um, Monday. And after sharing it with her and like seeing like her work, I picked all my work up and threw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. But I needed to do the work to understand the problem. And so, all right, in this context... Couple things we identified. We needed a, a better marketing brief of like how we're going to hit our revenue goals. I know I'm talking a little inside baseball, but <laughs> I can land this plane. So showing up there, the, the what Kelly tasked me with was like, "Hey, can you create a template with these people uh, to be populated? Of here's what we need in the next couple of weeks. Uh, here's the template so that we can like hand it over to the marketing team to create a media and marketing strategy and." Uh, basically take revenue goals, uh, create a brief to give to the marketing team to work with creative, Mm -hmm. right? And and as I was working about it, I just go into, I go in there prepared-ish, but then I just go in discovery mode. I'm like, all right, Kelly, I need somebody on your team from media so they can answer questions. Mm -hmm. Harley, what would you like to see? Yeah. Emily, product. Like, what's a typical product brief? Okay, share that with me. So on and so forth. So I kind of just share and absorb what's going on. And if you listen enough uh, and you do this enough, you the problem starts to come into focus like mm-hmm. really, really clearly. And the pro- the problem that I identified was I was like, oh man, I think I can make this brief outline in an hour, mm-hmm. and can the team just do it in the next day and a half mm-hmm. instead of trying to like like like. And so what was cool about that? So we did that and we moved it forward even quicker. But going in there, all I'm doing is trying to understand like like. Before I prescribe, uh, before I diagnose, I need to, or before I prescribe, I need to diagnose. Mm-hmm. And so that's all anybody should be doing is like, what's going on? What is your problem? What is your problem? How does that affect you? And so this is harder than it sounds. I want to, I want to prime this, but you just have to do it a bunch, and then you inevitably will figure out how to start like pulling enough threads to find the end. Yeah, that was a bit of a ramble, but no, it was great. What I heard in there is. You were doing some prep work, right? But you trashed all the product of that work. Yes. But the process of the work got you into the mindset where you could really understand the problem better. Yeah. So that was like a sharpening your axe behavior, right? For sure. Uh, you sat with a team that might have misunderstood the problem if they only had their data to work with, right? Yeah. You, you invited them all into a larger conversation where they could exchange information and go, ooh, actually hearing that, 
that makes me think this. Yeah. So creating the space for that conversation. Then, because we'd already carved out three days in this week, right? We we have a setup, we have some working sessions, we have some presentation. You said spend the next day and a half to work on it. That time was already clear. Yeah. Right. So they could do that. Yeah. It was like, okay, go. Let's see where we can get by this time. Right. Yes. And knowing you have to present in front of a bunch of people helps. And also mm-hmm. hearing me say, this is the most important thing in your job. So, yeah. So please do it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> totally. The the other thing uh, for, for our team, it, it was relevant to everyone, but uh, I think Emily asked, she's like, how dialed do the presentations need to be? And you were like, however dialed they can be within 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a different bar for this yeah. right? than if you've had three months to prepare. Yeah. Cause, yeah, cause everybody good or presents at a high level. Yeah. Like, doesn't need to be a TED talk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. But I think, you know, like, like kind of like the, put the, the button on this is man, um, acknowledging you, we always have problems. So if you can, uh, I'll talk about next actions in a second, but mm-hmm. putting a full button on this of, Hey, I started to talk about this earlier, but I'm way more interested in getting it right than being right. And to get things right, you constantly have to be changing, right? Like, this is my fault that we're here and it is okay. I don't, I'm not like I'm beating myself over it. Like I want to fix it. And, and here's the funny thing about this. Uh, I know this gives people anxiety mm-hmm. and I know that things change quickly, but even this isn't permanent, right? Even this is going to change. Yeah. And even in this process, we're saying what's the stop gap to get us through this year so that we can set ourselves up to kill next year. Right. Like, like, you know, the analogy is, Hey, if you know you're going to lose your, if you're playing a, if you're playing a sport and you know, you're like, well, we're probably going to lose this game. Why don't we work on this offense in the second half? Yeah. Because so it helps us next time. Like, good. Like that's what we're doing. And as if you feel uncertainty, like, cool, this is also going to change. So just, just that, that's, <laughs> that's totally fine too. Yeah, right. That is the constant is the mm-hmm. change. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, it, it's a really, uh, fun new phase in this process it's great it's like if you're worried that this is going to change be comforted by the fact that it for sure will, it will be 100 <laughs> it's like change. it's definitely going that is to gonna happen. so just relax into that right now yeah <laughs> should i talk should I have to talk some next yeah actions? yeah definitely let's jump in i think if if you wanted to do this whether or not you have a small team if you have a company you're leading if you have a team you want to do this with a giant company like hey once a quarter once a trimester mark off a tuesday wednesday and thursday do it way ahead of time do a year in advance so you're like all right we, you know, in June, we have these three days, um, completely care, clear everybody's calendar. And then you meet two weeks beforehand with leadership and you say, hey, what are the biggest problems going on in our world? And you identify the ones that go to the top that affect the most people. You, and then you, you, over the next two weeks, kind of just, you, you break the teams, you, you break people into teams that are appropriately. And you get everybody in a room on that Tuesday. And you, the goal to come out of that room is to understand the problem and have, a list of projects need to happen. You're not trying to complete the projects. You're just saying, I believe here's the problem. If we do these projects, um, we uh, it will be solved. And then on Wednesday, you know, you need to take a little break. Uh, you need to let kind of like the the cake keep rising. Uh-huh. And then you can start, you start doing it again. And on Wednesday, you're making sure that you aligned on that and just putting together, here's the presentation we're going to do. You're saying, here's the context. Here's uh, what we, here's why we, here's where the problem came from. Here's our, the solutions we're offering. Here's the projects and due dates. And you present that to a group on Thursday. In that moment, you've identified big problems. You've worked to, you're not trying to solve them. You just try, you just want to understand them mm-hmm. and then give yourself, um, create the projects and due dates to get them done. Man, if you do that, 
once every quarter, once every trimester, you are going to rapidly solve problems at your company or in your team. Yeah, absolutely. So that first day, it's not the whole company in one room. You're no. break in like breakout sessions with whoever needs to be there yeah. defining these problems. Yeah, right. We have a company like 130. I think we have like 25 on the leadership team. So 25 meet two weeks before. Then on that Tuesday, it's probably like 35 people, mm-hmm. right? It's probably, and sometimes some of the leaders actually didn't even have a role. Like they kind of got excused. And then, yeah, yeah and so then- then yeah, so it, no, it, it is for sure not. It is the key role holders. And some months it's going to be some people and some it's the other. So also that changes too. Right. So seeing all of that, this is your chance to create the building blocks for change and all change is a building block. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the crux of this too, you need to have some really good project leaders who can take projects, build product plans and assign due dates. Because mm-hmm. if you are not identifying project and a due date, <laughs> fucking forget about it. This is a... <laughs> You're wasting your time. Yeah. Okay, so quick fix there. Like if someone's like, yeah, that uh, we need that. How, yeah. how do you get your, your company aligned around that kind of thinking? I mean, we are all project managers to some degree. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, you can hire a project manager. Most of them have that. But like me and my job is, you know, I'm a project manager. Mm-hmm. You understand. So basically you just need to understand the problem, the solution, and a due date. And then you can work backwards on the hundreds or thousands of next actions to get you there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> okay, so this is going to introduce... It's not a quick fix. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is a way to fix yeah, yeah. things, right? So this is going to introduce change, which introduces resistance, or just maybe people are afraid, I don't want to change too much, right? Um, how do you think about strategic anchors so that you know what you're changing around? Mm. Ooh, that's interesting. I say that a different way. So we have product marketing, culture, we're working on ops, right? So within those areas, th- those are those are the things that change happens around, right? Yeah. It's like the sun or the earth. Something is revolving around it. Yeah. But the thing, the position of that thing or the thing itself might change out any time. Or if we thought about it like a lens, right? Culture, we're always going to look through a culture lens. What we see might be different. Yeah. But if I'm just getting started, okay, I realize, all right, I need to start thinking about things in terms of projects, next actions, all that. I want to create change in my company, but I don't want to change too much. How do I identify the things that are like, this is core, this is unchanging, right? This is for good or fun, authenticity, challenges, status quo, like these kinds of baseline Man, things. You know, what's interesting is uh, I think that um, we do a really good job of like cataloging things, identifying things, putting together behaviors. We're going to do podcast about, you know, our learning development. Uh, I actually think if you have strong leaders and you are constantly like having this, you, you just inherently know, and I know people don't, are not, are not going to love that answer, but man, uh, I think that sometimes we try to out over engineer things and be mm-hmm. like, no, we understand the core of our business. Um, I mean, I guess, and I think that this standpoint would be read the book, The Advantage, uh-huh. and go listen to our podcast about the book, The Advantage. <laughs> and it talks about how to identify these core things in your culture that become, you know, strategic anchors that you can then move around. Shortcut. Perfect. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, anything else spinning around you want to circle back on or you're good to go? No, uh, um, uh, fuck's a fix. It's a, very, it's a very powerful thing. I recommend it. Love it. Me too. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, be excellent to each other. Thanks for listening to the Culture Gooder podcast. To submit questions for the podcast, learn more about our culture, and learn how you can status the quote challenge, head over to gooder.com slash culture. 
And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening, including on YouTube, where you can now watch all of our new episodes. Who knows? You might even catch a glimpse of Carl at our headquarters if he's not already passed out at the tiki bar from all the margaritas. 